what's up, dudes? What's up, dudes? What's up, dudes? How's uh, how's everyone doing tonight? Wonderful. Oh, phenomenal. How are you doing, Zach? I'm great. Thriving over here. Thriving? Yeah. Love it. Um, welcome into the week 10 episode of the Incredible Fantasy Football Podcast. I wanted to give a quick shout out to the creator of our intro song, Keith Thornby. His uh, band, The Four Feathers, are playing at the Excelsior Brewing Company here in the cities uh, this Saturday, November 11th at 7.30 p.m. You know, they've got a nice upbeat funk rock play style. They just like to jam, so should be a fun night. Um, plus, uh, if any of y'all want to come, you get to meet your two two of your favorite podcast hosts, Garrett and I. Uh, Let's we'll go. Be there signing autographs, taking pictures with all our fans. So. It's going to be, yes, yeah, so there's going to be several listeners there, other listeners. There's going to be several people that have hosted or guested before, been on guests before, so it's going to be great. Yeah, nice meetup. I wish I could be there. I might actually just like put this on the the company or something. I don't know if we we're gotten to that point where we can expense that, but you know maybe I could do that last minute. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I mean, in future years maybe. <laughs> we're gonna go to Patreon next year. <laughs> you have to pay us to listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, just so we can get Braden to fly out a few times <laughs> for Keith's um, bands, of course. <laughs> Anytime. All right. Um, I wanted to do a quick uh, couple league wrap up or recaps uh, this last week in fantasy. Garrett, you got the big W over Matt Tungan. You moved to six and three in third place in the league. Love um, it, man. Incredible. Just happy, just happy to be here. Yeah. I. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Mean, not not me. <laughs> um, Braden, you got that massive win that you needed, blowing Tom out of the water. Um, so you move to four and five and in sixth place. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. You know, I've, I still got some work to do, but I mean, it's at this point, it's like, it feels like every week is a must win. It's, it's getting hot and heavy. It is. But, um, with me getting blown out last week, I fall down to six and three and we've, we've now got total parity in the league. Three teams at six and three, two at five and four, two at four and five and, and three at three and six. So, you know, no team is even out of it yet with uh with five weeks to go here in the regular season so um yeah looking forward to it our Sh- dynasty league uh obviously going to run through the key matchups here dr piss md lost to keaton by like 40 50 <laughs> points <laughs> put about 56 <laughs> yeah. not not great there he falls into second place uh keaton moves up to sixth uh garrett you lost to taylor in a tight 96 to 99 matchup. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, you're six and three, sitting there in fifth place. Taylor's in fourth place, and then Braden, you you beat Eli barely in another crap week versus crap week. Uh, <laughs> squeeze one, squeeze one out barely. <laughs> yeah, seventy something to sixty something, and then uh, Braden. So you move up to seventh place, five and four. Eli down to to four and five. I lost to Jesse. You know, I was stuck starting Rico Dowdle as my RB2 this week, so I deserved to lose. But I put up a great week, you know, a fighting effort. Uh, but I, I fall to 10th place. I'm 3-6, and six, and I'm like, I need to win these next five to, like, sniff the playoffs here. So, um, yeah, that's probably not happening. I did uh, ping Keaton about a last-second trade offer, um, and that just evolved immediately. I, I can't believe I made the decision to talk trades with Keaton, like, at like two thirty, I'm like, hey, I need a guy at three o'clock. Are you interested at all in in moving uh, Joe Mixon? Because I was like, if I can get ten points, I can beat Jesse, and then you would move up in the standings compared to Jesse, and then I would, you know, maybe move up into that seven eight seed. <laughs> and he was not having it, man. <laughs> hey, the shooter's gonna shoot. You know, you gotta you gotta take a shot. You yeah. got to throw stuff out like there, it. see what happens. I mean, we, we we fault Keaton for that all the time, but uh, but th- there's there's some exceptions to it. Oh yeah, a I decent mean, trade out there, then you're doing all right. In his defense, you know, it was like a, a future assets for a win now, and his team is win now anyway. So I don't know why he would move a win now piece for a couple, you know, second round picks. Uh, so I, sure. I, I get why he was out, but. It, it was devolving fast, so. <laughs> <laughs> like you should give me extra for even offering this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into our puff puff pieces. Uh, you know, this is an early show, so we don't have a, a ton of 
you know, news from this week, but kind of recapping things that have happened since Sunday. Um, you know, I, there was, there was more background on the Josh McDaniels situation, uh, before being fired last week, the Raiders had a team meeting where the players directed their frustrations at McDaniels and unloaded on him. Um, then McDaniels asked the now new head coach Antonio Pierce to speak on his behalf, and he brought up the uh, Giants' 07 team that beat the undefeated Patriots, explaining how the team believed that they could beat anyone. Pierce said that the Raiders needed that mindset, and the players all loved it, but McDaniels didn't. <laughs> McDaniels told Pierce when everyone left, "Don't ever talk about the Patriots like that." <laughs> what? And th- th- this. This story is just evolving each week and it's getting crazy, but it doesn't shock me at all. No. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what to think about this. It sounds like a comic strip. Like, what? Truly. That's incredible. I mean, it's more believable than the trademark PF Changs. <laughs> <laughs> I still believe that's the truth, Garrett. <laughs> I didn't see it tweeted by anyone at all. Not, not confirmed, no blue check marks, but I, I believe it. Um, all right, getting into some fantasy headlines. Well, you know, other, other pieces of information I thought we might find interesting here. Uh, Braden's guy, uh, JJ Zacharyson, late round QB. He tweeted out a B. John Robinson has seen a sub 50% running back rush share in four of his last five games. Are we worried that Bijan's not going to live up to the hype? Not going to be a league winner this year. I, I mean, I'm worried that he's not going to be a league winner this year. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't be watching what are, who their head coach is. I think <laughs> most sound head coaches would say, give Bijan the ball. But here's Arthur Smith, Arthur. <laughs> John U. Smith from the one-yard line. Ridiculous. Insane. Yeah, I mean, you, you cannot say that he was worth the first-round draft pick that you paid for him. That is for sure. Now – I do think that there's optimism potentially for the future. Like, you know, they've lost a couple of games in a row. Maybe they'll start giving them, you know, more carries. The schedule's pretty nice. Um, but, and, you know, he's been a, like basically in a high-end RB2. So he hasn't been absolutely destroying you, except for that one week when Arthur Smith acted like he was fine when he wasn't. That was terrible. Um, but no, I mean, he's definitely at risk of being a bust for what he, you paid to get him. That's for sure. Yeah. It's interesting. I know you're a Bijan owner and we can maybe get into it later, but, uh, you know, if, if he's seen as a tradable asset or if, if everyone's just going to hold because they don't want to, you know, sell him for what his value is now sort of thing. Um, oh yeah. But I there mean, was another, I'll tell you where I land. I definitely lean yeah. towards the hold. Cause I, I mean, yeah. you're not going to get what his potential, you know, what he can do from, you know, in returning a trade. So you're limiting your upside. So you just got to hope that Arthur Smith, like finally caves, but he's the most stubborn man in, in the NFL. So we'll see. Yeah. There was another tweet about how he's just uh, dominating all the advanced metrics way better than Algier. Um, you know, one of the best running backs in the league on a, like a per snap basis. So um yeah, Arthur Smith, he's really handcuffing Bichon's upside right now. Uh, this next tweet was hilarious. Um, AJ Brown tweeted that his nephew said his favorite player was Justin Jefferson. Then uh, then AJ Brown said, uh, we're going to see if Jefferson's going to get him something for Christmas because I'm not, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Leonard Fournette last week, AJ Brown this week. They're... Players are just on a tear right now. They're crushing it. <laughs> Their Twitter game. <laughs> I love it. TikTok game is pretty solid, too. Absolutely. Vikings star quarterback, future Hall of Famer, Josh Dobbs. Um, he had a, a minute-long TikTok come out that just showed him learning the the you know huddle and then you know going out there making some passes. And then uh, Creed's Can You Take Me Higher? Is just like flying him around the field. It's it's beautiful. Um, definitely go look that one up. And I think didn't uh, Garrett pick? Didn't he pick Dobbs as his favorite to be uh, the, get the, get most the most starts? starts. Yeah. So, well, my guy's already got one, Jaron Hall. He does. So it. <laughs> he does. So it's gonna get interesting here. <laughs> All right, moving into week ten. Here we got four teams on by: the Chiefs, the Rams, the Dolphins, and the Eagles. That's like, a lot of fancy players. <laughs> 
three of the best, I don't know, three offenses in the league. Um, so we'll get into how that's going to affect some matchups, some start sits. Uh, but Josh Dobbs, he's him. We mentioned it earlier. Vikings starting quarterback. He's uh, unbelievable. Great, great first week filling in there. Um, unfortunately, Cam Akers tore his ACL. So the Vikings <laughs> looking like he was going to be our RB1 the rest of the year, just immediately out. Back to Alexander Madison. God, he's so bad. He has no vision. You got to be like, Alexander Madison, because he's all we got at this point. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but yeah, he's rough. Um, and the Daniel Jones, he uh, he officially tore his ACL. <laughs> That's going to be one of the worst investments by a franchise of all time. It was the second they made it. But now, like, he just played horrible, tears his ACL. Who knows if this dude even comes back and has the athleticism he did. This might be just all-time worst signing. Yeah, I think he's going to be an $80 million backup next year to uh, Caleb Williams, probably. It's a good chance. I mean, that's easily the worst team in football. Easily. (laughs) They're so bad. Wow. That's crazy. What a fall. Avoid all the Giants. Um, and then one last bit of news that popped up here today was that Carson Wentz signed with the Rams. Um, so let's we'll see if he can come in in six days and, and get a win just like Josh Dobbs did. Who knows? that? Because Brett Ripien, is, he's not the truth there. <laughs> all right. You guys still with me? Still with oh, you. I'm with you. All right. Well, let's let's get into our budding stars. Uh, this is where we talk about guys that are owned in less than fifty percent of leagues and less than twenty five percent of leagues that we think you should, you know, potentially stash or they could be a flex play this week. So, uh, Garrett, start us off with your guy that's owned in less than fifty percent of leagues. Now, hear me out. It is Tuesday. Obviously, it's waiver right now anyway. But given the news we have about Jamar Chase or lack of news we have, I go say grab Tyler Boyd. And let's see what happens. Joe Burrow seems to be heating up a little bit. The Cincinnati offense is rolling. If I mean, you know Burrow can support two wide receivers. Let's see what happens. Like the pick. Braden, who's your guy this week? Yeah, this is, I mean, honestly, I'm not super bullish on his outlook the rest of the season. This is more of an end-of-bench upside pickup. But uh, Quentin Johnston, I mean, the guy ran the most routes for the Chargers, did nothing with it last week. But he's... All you can hope for out of these rookies, especially these first round picks, is they're getting an opportunity to get, you know, they're, they're getting an opportunity and you just hope they can do something with it. So, you know, out of a lot of the people I see that's less than 50% owned, it's like you might as well take the shot at the end of your bench, see if you can get a league winner at the end of the year. But I'm not super optimistic about it, but there's a lot more, you know, one of the higher upside things you can at least put on the end of your bench compared to some kind of hand, you know, some kind of veteran wide receiver or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't done anything yet, but I, I hope he does. <laughs> um, my guy, uh, Jarek McKinnon. So the, the Chiefs are on by, so you can probably add him for free this week or next week. You know, if someone really needs a running back next week, he might kind of go for a couple bucks on waivers. But we saw it last year. History likes to repeat itself. Jarek McKinnon could c- kind of get more of those uh, passing third down back looks uh, down the stretch here for Kansas city. And, and he could be an asset that that could be a league winner. Um, Garrett, who is your guy that's owning less than 25% of leagues? I'm going Keontae Ingram. I think with uh, Kyler coming back, I think that offense is just immediately going to get better, especially if Kyler plays, who knows how James Conner is going to come back from injury. Why not? Why not? I guess. Uh, Braden, who's your guy that's owning less than 25% of leagues? Yeah, the pickings are slim, so I kind of went with with an obvious choice. The rookie that went pretty big last week, Keaton Mitchell. Um, You know, I think it's optimistic to think he's going to be, you know, the lead back by pure volume. But I think you could see a similar thing with like a Devon Achan where maybe not on the same level, but he, he can do a lot with, minimal touches if if need be so i think he's worth picking up i wouldn't put too too major of a fab bit on him which there might be some people that think he could be the league winner so you might not get him but i still think you know if if you're out on him because of the size he's still worth a bid yeah i mean 
he he was incredible, kind of Devon Achan 2.0 there with his limited touches and, and great production. Uh, my guy, Khalil Shakir, uh, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. He's had uh, two good weeks now in back-to-back weeks, you know, 92 yards uh, last week, 57 yards this week. He's been getting, you know, the four-plus targets in, in uh, his, these last three weeks here. Um, Gabe Davis is not him. Uh, Anthony Edwards is him. But yeah, Khalil Shakir, <laughs> uh, that's going to be my stash here in the, the lower bracket. All Love right. The Wolves plug. <laughs> Dude, guys, that Wolves game last night. My Unbelievable. God. Yeah. Anthony Edwards is him, 38 points. Tune in. All right. Um, you guys want to get into our who's higher uh, trade talk, value check? Let's do it. I'm ready. Sweet. Yeah, there's some big names here, and I mean, with the trade deadline coming up so quick here, it could be this week in a lot in a lot of leagues. Next week in in ours, um, there's not a lot of time left for trades. So doing this value check isn't going to be as meaningful as it is these these next two weeks here. So we really got to hone in um, and and get some some players moving, some you know good potential trade offers. Uh, Garrett, you want to start us off with a guy that's that's values maybe rising, could be a sell high, buy high. Yeah, I'm going with Travis Etienne. I mean, he has just been on this hot streak so far. Um, he's coming off the bye, so I don't think there's a ton of motivation to trade him after owners have had him like that. But do we think he's a number, a top six back rest of the year? I mean, he's he has the volume. He's been great. Um, but yeah, curious to see what you guys think. I mean, I've loved. Travis Etienne since before the season, then he comes out and he's the RB three even after his bye week. So <clears throat> his value is very high, and I don't know. I guess he he cooled off. No, he didn't even cool off against Pittsburgh. He had one touchdown, but even more points, twenty four. This guy's just on a tear. I think if you can buy him, why not? This this guy's the league winning type player. Now I I have a question for you. Um, and it, we'll get into it later in this segment, but would you trade Bijan for him? Absolutely. I'd rather have ETN than Bijan. Yeah, I'd rather at this point, I mean, at this point, I'd rather have ETN. I could, you know, you can see a world where things flip, things change, but you have to absolutely take ETN over Bijan. But I don't think that would get it done if you tried to offer Bijan for ETN at this point. That's probably true. But I mean, if you do Bijan and like a. Uh, you know, one of those younger wide receivers like uh, I I don't know um, Rashi Rice. If you tack him on with Bijan, you might be able to to get um, yeah. ETN for sure. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, it's it's tough, but no, I, I see what you're saying for sure. It's just when you got ETN, man, he's just been he's been the guy. He has been. He's been really good in that offense. But yeah, yeah, I think that that's an offer that some people would take for sure. But not you, Braden. What about Josh Downs and <laughs> and Bijan? Oh, Sorry. I would I would definitely take ETN for Bijan and uh, Rashi Rice. But what, what was the sorry? What was the trade again? What about if uh, we upgrade to uh, from Rashi Rice to Josh Downs? Would you rather have Josh Downs and Bijan or ETN? I think in redraft, it's probably still the ETN side. Yeah, I think so. I too. agree. What about uh, DJ Moore and and Bijan or ETN? I feel like you still have to take ETN there, almost. But that's that's a what lot of value. De- Deontay Johnson. I'm sticking ETN. It's just the the, the value <laughs> of a top running back is it's so hard. Like, it's so hard that you'd have to get like a borderline wide receiver one. Chris right. Olave, does Chris Olave get it done? I probably, I probably still not. Maybe. I think I'd probably take that because the upside is so massive between Bijan and Olave. But it, I mean, if you're if you're on top of the league, why would you take that risk too? So it kind of depends if you need that shakeup. But I think, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd think I'd definitely think about that trade for sure on the ETN side. All right. Well, I guess go out and and, and try to make it happen. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think ETN's in that top like three or four tier. So if yeah. if you can offer a an RB that's in that you know eight to twelve tier plus a you know twelve to twenty four wide receiver that that can maybe get it done. 
Um, Braden, who's a guy that you wanted to to figure out the value on this week that's uh, potentially rising? Yeah, it's Devonta Smith, uh, Mr. Philadelphia Eagle on by. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, it's a combination of Goddard getting hurt. Um, Smith has shown that he usually performs well when Goddard's out, you know, more of a consolidation of targets. He's obviously super skilled. The guy won the Heisman. He's been an incredible receiver already in the NFL, but A.J. Brown has proven to be the alpha. But, no, I just think um, – and they've got, they've got a pretty good schedule. So, and I just think you could probably get him for an okay price right now. You know, you still have to pay up, but he's he's obtainable and could be a league winner down the stretch. Yeah. I'm team by Devonta Smith. Garrett, are you also buying Devonta Smith? Absolutely. Um, what do you guys right. think is a fair offer? Would you do T. Higgins for Devonta straight up? I think you have to go with Higgins right now. Ooh, I, 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 it's, it's pretty equal right now to me. I, I, I go Devonta, but I just lean him. We'll see what, how long or if uh, Jamar is going to be out. But that's a good that's a good tough one though. They're definitely in the same they're tier. Close. I, I would rather rest the season have Devonta Smith. Just okay. looking at how inconsistent T. Higgins been has been this year. Um, I think that Devonta Smith's upside for the, the back half of the season with, with Goddard out is is kind of through the roof right now. Yeah, for sure. I think he's more talented than T, too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. What about uh, Garrett Wilson or Devonta Smith? I think you got to go Devonta. I mean, yeah. Garrett Wilson's been so consistent and just like that Jacoby Myers type and with little upside or touchdown upside, but if he gets it, it's great. But um, yeah, you still got to go with the major upside with Devonta. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And I think this one's going to be easy, but Devonta Smith or DK Metcalf. Devonta Smith. Yeah, I mean, you can make the argument that DK could be the one and they have a great schedule, but I feel like the Eagles have a great schedule too, and Jalen Hurts is better than Geno. So, yeah, you got to go to Bonta yeah. Smith. Um, yeah, I'll need Bonta too. I'll go for it, Braden. Oh, I had one and I forgot. Um, <laughs> dang it, I lost it when I got caught up in the last one. But what about Brandon Ayuk and Devontae Smith? Devonta Smith. Devonta, easy. Yeah, I, I think so too. I like Ayuk's rest of the season, but got to go Devonta. Yeah, it feels like Ayuk might have some more ceiling potential with that schedule and the way he gets used. But Smith, yeah, it would be tough to trade the Bonus. Sure thing of Smith. Bonus, would you rather Devonta Smith or David Montgomery? Man, that's close. Pro- probably Monty, given yeah. how, how hard it is to get running back. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, then I guess I won't, I won't offer that trade this week. Um, all right. I want to get into another player here, Deontay Johnson. He's got one good week. Um, I think it's a sell-high opportunity that <laughs> I don't want pieces of the Pittsburgh offense. They're too inconsistent. Kenny Pickett is not him. Um. But I, I do want to know what the value is on Deontay because obviously he's he's worth playing. Um, you know, if he can be consistent, seven catches for eighty yards, that's that's someone that you're going to play every week. But um, yeah, what do you what are you guys thoughts on Deontay Johnson? I mean, I I like him just because he's a very good receiver. Um, I think he's going to be somewhat consistent rest of season here. I think that Pittsburgh just knows that Deontay is better than George Pickens at this point. Um, but I, I don't think he's going to be super consistent in the 15s and up or the touchdowns are going to be consistent. Pickett just isn't good enough. Yeah, he's kind of like, he's almost like the Keenan Allen of the Steelers where he, he's, in, he's trapped in a lower ceiling offense with Kenny Pickett, but it's like he's always open. He's always getting opportunities. The guy's a beast. So it's like, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm all in. He's like, he's the alpha there for sure. Um, and I think you can probably get him for a decent price. Um, you know, would you trade like a depth running back for him? Like, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, you know, what about like a Madison for Deontay Madison. Johnson? I mean, given the Akers injury, I'd probably rather take Madison. 
Yeah, Madison is his value was so low before last week, and now it's like, oh, he's he has to be started going forward, yeah. even though he, he's not worth it. I guess I I'd rather have Deontay than Madison rest of the season. I think Deontay is going to score more points than Alexander Madison. Uh, it's tough. Yeah, I probably go. I might lean Madison because of the running back situation, but I could see where some people are just completely out on him. Madison. Um, he was nothing before Cam Akers. He's going to be nothing after Cam Akers, too. That's yeah, true. Yeah, with a, with a worse offense. I mean, we're kind of a hot offense, though. The defense is flying. I think we might have close games. I could see him getting these receiving touchdowns and short running touchdowns. And I, I could just see the volume being there for him. But yeah, I don't I mean, know. If he's averaging two yards a carry, you're going to have to get lucky with receiving <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> I just keep picturing that that beautiful pass that Kirk sent to him. I forgot which exact game it was when he just it was right here in his hands, just completely biffed it, just went right through his hands. So like, no, he leads the NFL in drops. I mean, it was a touchdown. At least he did as of like a week or two ago. All right, Ugh. quick. Would you rather's on Deontay Johnson? Um, one word answers here: Deontay Johnson or Jacoby Myers? Deontay. 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 Deontay Johnson or Amari Cooper? Amari. Um, yeah, I go Amari too. I'll take Deontay. And then Deontay Johnson or Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley. I'd go Deontay, I think. I will also go Deontay. So I guess I'm higher on him than I thought it was. <laughs> you better um, put out some offers. Truly. All right. Uh, let's let's get some values on some guys that are, are potentially falling. You know, could be a buy low, sell low. Garrett, who's your guy? I'm going Bijan. We've talked about him a lot this pod. Uh, yeah. But I, I think he's absolutely a buy low to the to what we were saying earlier with the, the ceiling that he has, especially given the price you need to pay right now. It's probably not insane. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, 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 he can absolutely be a league winner. So I think now's a great time to buy. Okay. And Braden, as a as a staunch owner and holder of Bijan, what would it what would it take you to sell him? Ugh. It's tough because I mean he's been so disappointing to the point where you know I don't even know if, you know people wouldn't offer a wide receiver one or an RB one for him maybe and you know unless they have an, a spare one on hand you know so it's like you know I'm I'm probably not going to take any RB two or wide receiver two for Bijan the the the, the potential is just way too high you know would you, would you take Monty? I don't think I personally would just because I, I do think Montgomery hit his ceiling. He's still going to be great and consistent. He's going to get the touchdowns, you know, but I think he already hit, had his best games. Yeah. Um, would you guys take Gibbs? Ooh, for Bijan? Gibbs or Bijan? I mean, I'd rather take Bijan. Braden, we going to make yeah. a trade? <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, I, I would take Bijan, but I think some people would take Gibbs. Uh, in that situation, I think they want to get off the Arthur Smith train. Go with you know, I think the Dan Campbell that, train. That yeah, they want to get I, on the Dan Campbell train. I think <laughs> exactly. both uh, Lions running backs are going to outscore Bijan rest of year. I I just I, I don't wanna, think you want that... you want to write that one down. Yeah, is, I'm, that, is that I'm intrigued. I, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm curious to track it. That's a hot take. That's a really good one. <laughs> I like that one. I'll I'll write it down. We'll track it. I, I don't feel confident about it. But no, I feel you, but I, I like it. I, I think it's interesting. If if Arthur Smith is the head coach all year and he just keeps calling these game plans and gives uh, Bijan 50% of the work or snaps, I, I don't like his ability to produce this season. No, I'm with you. I mean, it's... It's it's legitimately a coin flip. That's why I'm excited about this bet because it could go either way. It's it just could. when you look at that schedule, it is unreal. And Smith Arthur's getting a ton of criticism right now, and maybe maybe this will finally be the thing where he starts feeding Bijan more. But you know, there's still a potential of an Algier injury. There's contingent upside there. You know, he's so efficient with limited touches. Anyways, he can still break off huge gains and and things like that. So. You know, I'd, yeah, I don't know what you guys think, but that's where I lean. Yeah. 
Um, all right, I'm gonna do some quick rapid fire on on Bijan here. Would you rather have Bijan or Saquon? Rest of the season, Saquon. I think you have to go with the certainty and the volume with Saquon. All right, Bijan. I I I guess I'll agree. I don't know. I mean, Saquon's that, that offense is bad. Even worse <laughs> offense than yeah, yeah. Bijan. It's very so. Bad. You know, Saquon's going to be a boomer bust guy, I think, the rest of the season. Um, would you rather have Bijan or Tony Pollard? Um, Bijan. Yeah, it's an easy Bijan for me at this point. Easy Bijan? Not I easy know, for me. Guys. I think it's Tony Pollard's schedule is wide open. I do too. I, I think that Tony Pollard could be could be do, have a good rest of the season. It's getting to the point where I'm concerned that it's also partially the ankle injury sap, you know, from last year sapped a little bit of his explosiveness because he has not looked the same this year as he did last year. Obviously, that's about why. Tony Pollard there. That's my opinion. Yeah, but that that's yeah. why. Yeah, I guess I would. I I I think they're the exact same value. I can't yeah. I can't pick between Bijan and Tony Pollard. It come to my head. I'll take uh, uh, Tony Pollard. I don't know. And the last one or not, uh, Bijan Robinson or Raheem Mostert. I think you got to go Bijan. Yeah, I think you got to go Bijan. This is crazy. I'll pick Mostert there. All right, um, Braden, talk. Let's bring up another player here. We gotta we gotta get through more values. Um, who's the guy yeah. that you want to talk about that's balling or buy buy low solo? Yeah, I think if there's any chance to buy low on Cooper Cup, it's right now. Um, you got Stafford injured. He's on buy right now. He's had a couple of bad games. Now it's up to you if you believe that he, you know, will bounce back. Um, I'm a believer. You know, Sean McVay's a great schemer. Stafford's great. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's you know it's going to bounce back. Maybe not to previous levels, but I think he's going to be wide receiver one um, the rest of the season with Stafford there. So. I'm just curious what you guys think is a fair offer and what you can get them for right now. My only concern is, is Stafford going to be there? I mean, yeah. with them with them signing Carson Wentz today, it kind of gives me the impression that Stafford might be a little hurt um, and might not come back that soon. So That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't offer a lot right now. I mean, you know he has the potential. Um, and I, I guess you probably – I mean – I'd do Garrett Wilson for sure, obviously. Um, but I don't know that I'd give much more than that. <laughs> Here, yeah, I got, he, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Zach. I was I just going to say, he's thoughts. the ultimate uh, risky, high risk, high high reward or, you know, or, or nothing. So, like, yeah, I'm afraid to make an offer, but I do see that his ceiling is, is league winning if – Stafford can play most of the rest of the season after their bye week this week. Um, but if he can't, that he's not worth rostering. Like, you won't know when he has two of his eight good weeks the rest of the year if Stafford's sure. not there. For sure. What do you What do you guys think about, like, what if you had Kenneth Walker? Would you offer Kenneth Walker for a Cooper Cup right now? I would rather have Kenneth Walker. I think I would, too. Okay. So if you're in the mood for a wide receiver, I think that can definitely get it done. That's fair. Yeah. Um, what about some some wide receivers straight up? Would you rather have Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams? Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I think you have to go Cooper Cup there. Yeah, just that bad quarterback situation in Las Vegas. I, I also lean Cooper Cup. What about uh, Cooper Cup or Chris Olave? I'm going uh, Olave. Ooh, I would go Cooper Cup there. I think I lean Cooper Cup, so we might see that trade offer go out this week. Um, especially with Cooper Cup on his bye week, that that just is one more reason to buy the player because you know you can argue that you're going to give them something that helps out their team this week. Uh, last one, Cooper Cup or Mike Evans? I'm going Mike Evans. I feel like I'd have to go Cooper Cup there. I'd send that offer for sure. Mike Evans for Cooper Cup. I I am pretty sure Mike Evans is going to outscore Cooper Cup rest of season. And for that reason, I got to take Mike Evans. All right. Um, last guy. I want to get the value on. This one's going to be interesting. You know, it's a, it's a big name 
uh, it's going to be tough to move this guy, but I wanted to figure out the value of Travis Kelsey. Uh, the Chiefs are on buy this week, so this is your last potential buy low. Uh, he had his his first you know bad week last week um, in their Germany game against Miami. So, what sort of value do I have to give up to get Travis Kelsey right now? <laughs> Mark Andrews for one. No. Yeah, I have Mark Andrews. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think I think Mark Andrews and. I'm here. I gotta look at your team here for a second because I, I I've got you David get... Montgomery on my bench. Um, I, I mean, I, I think I would take Andrews and Monty over Kelsey. And Kelsey is a—he's a pretty big upgrade from Mark Andrews, I think, for rest of the season. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. think that would do it. Honestly, I think someone would take that potentially. And I don't need Monty, so I could make this trade. <clears throat> Like Are we going to see this live on air right now? I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I've been dreaming about it for the last 24 hours, and I wanted to, to run it past you guys to, to see if it makes sense. I mean, I think I think somebody would go for it. Especially because um, if someone drafted Kelsey, they probably got him in the first round and are a little short on running back and wide receiver depth unless they drafted really well. Well, this know? guy stacked him with Patrick Mahomes as a second-round pick. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, he, he absolutely could use the Monty. His running back situation is bad. I'm curious to see. I, I think it, I think <laughs> it could get it done, honestly. I think so, too. Should I also request uh, Cole Komet so I have a tight end to play this week? Um, yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't. If he's, if he, he's I guess he already ha- has Cole Komet and Kelsey. Has Andrews had his bye? Uh, no, Andrews buys week 13. Then I think he holds on to commit. But who knows? Maybe he wouldn't see that. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's peanuts on the trade. That does, that's not going to move the needle a whole lot. Cole commit. You can, no, you can get no. him off the waivers. Probably. <clears throat> All right. Um, well, I guess I'm just going to do some <laughs> would you rather's here quick with Travis Kelsey. Uh, would you rather him or Alvin Kamara rest of the season? I think running back's just too hard to get. I'm going to take Kamara. Okay, Brayden. That's really tough. Yeah, I mean, if I had the extra running back, I would definitely take Kelsey. Um, Kamara seems like he's starting to lose some snaps. Um, I'd probably hold on to Kamara. I think that I would much rather have Kelsey, especially because Justin's team already has Jonathan Taylor, Tony Pollard, and Jerome Ford. Uh, yeah, m- most teams don't have that. Justin's team could afford to go get Kelsey with Well, him. and he lost Dallas Goddard this week. This he seems did. like too perfect of a trade offer to line up. Um, so I feel like I have to offer mine before Justin swoops in here and, and gets Kelsey. Um all right, would you rather have Travis Kelsey or Keenan Allen? Kelsey. Yeah, I'd take Kelsey. Take Kelsey. What about Travis Kelsey or Jamar Chase? Yeah. Man, Jamar Chase will win you a fantasy championship on his own, and, and you, you got to go Jamar. Braden? Yeah, I think he's going to sit out a week. You just hope it's not more serious. Um, I feel like you almost have to take, ugh, I feel like, ugh, man, I feel like if you already have Kelsey and you're offering for chase, you take chase because Kelsey's on by anyways, chase might be missed this week. So it's a wash. So yeah, that, yeah, I would take, I would take chase. Why did you grab Kelsey when you could just have Taysom Hill? <laughs> so true. <laughs> I, I had four tight ends in my dynasty league all get over 10 points last week. Only started one of them. This week, you know I'm starting uh, TJ Hawkinson in my tight end spot. I'm starting Johnny Smith in the flex, and I'm starting Taysom Hill as my quarterback. Money. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm going to be the first guy to ever start three tight ends in, in a one tight end league and one flex league. <laughs> wild (laughs) that's my master plan i've already i've spoiled the surprise (laughs) 
Um, okay, well, that's it. That's all of our, our who's hire. Um, I think we got some interesting values here, some some trades that are going to get sent out. Um, makes me makes me happy. Um, well, I think that we should move into our, our stone cold picks of week ten. You guys, uh, you guys okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, last week we went two for three on starts, two for three on sits, zero for three on sleepers, and one for three on the random. The top tight end outside of the top twenty for the week. I chose Cade Otten. That was correct. Love to see Money. it. <laughs> what a pick! We got two years in a row of picking that correct. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of pressure on you next year, Garrett. To yeah, there is. In, in I thought I had it with the Parham. <laughs> he got zero. So. <laughs> um all right garrett tell us this week who is uh who's your start i'm going with rashad white i it's interesting because the volume's there he got a few touchdowns last week the volume went down a little bit though but um i just don't think tennessee's trying that hard right now um and this this buccaneers offense can move the ball surprisingly so i mean i think that he's got touchdown upside as well I like it. Old pick. Braden, who's your start this week? Going to Javante Williams at Buffalo. Um, he's he's started to take over that backfield. He's starting to look like himself. Um, I just think that he's you know, the the Bills have been, you know, vulnerable to the run. So I just, you know, the skill set, the the fact that he's taking over and against Buffalo, I just think it's all coming together. I think he's gonna have a great week. Yeah, I like that one. My pick, DeAndre Hopkins at Tampa Bay, ranked wide receiver 18 this week. <clears throat> I mean, Will Levis was named the starter for this upcoming week. I don't know why he didn't throw to Hopkins more last week. Um, and Tampa Bay just got torched by Houston. So I, I love DeAndre Hopkins upside this week. Um, Garrett, who's your sit this week? Might be a little bit of a shocker, but I'm going Nico Collins. Right after just the Stroud blow-up game, 470 and, and five touchdowns, putting Nico Collins on the bench at Cincinnati. That Cincinnati uh, defense is, is just good. It's, I think it's a tough place to play. Um, I could see Houston kind of really slowing down and taking a big drop-off this week, and um, Nico might be main beneficiary of that. All right. Braden, who's your sit? It's crazy that we've gotten to this point, uh, but I'm I'm talking about sitting Devonte Adams against the New York Jets. Um, it's been tough enough as it is with just the offensive situation. Not, somehow not able to get the best wide receiver in the league or one of the best, the ball. Um, but on top of that, the New York Jets have been the worst matchup for wide receivers. So I don't anticipate getting any better. Um, so uh, yeah, Devonte Adams is a sit for me. Yeah. My sit this week, Aaron Jones at Pittsburgh. Um, he actually had a really good week last week, but I feel like that was kind of just a one-off for, for green Bay there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I just think that, you know, that, that green Bay offense is going to bounce back. You know, they, the Rams at home last week, they kind of were in command most of that game. I think Pittsburgh's defense at Pittsburgh is going to be a tough matchup, and they'll, they'll focus in on Aaron Jones to stop him. Um, Garrett, who is your sleeper this week? Going Marquise Brown at versus Atlanta. Atlanta just got torched by Josh Dobbs. Kyler Murray is back, supposedly, and I, Marquise Brown could just have a great rest of season. Love it. Braden, who's your sleeper? Uh, yeah, so my sleeper, it's not a sexy pick by any means, but it's Cortland Sutton at Buffalo. He's been about as consistent as you can look for, um, and I think that it's going to be a big, big passing game. So, um, yeah, Sutton is my sleeper. Good pick. My guy, Jahan Dotson at Seattle. Back-to-back good weeks for <clears throat> the Washington second-year receiver. Um, I just hope he can keep it rolling. So. He's my he's my sleeper this week. Um, Howell looks good, man. He does. He does. Um, all right, our our last uh, pick of the week here, our random one. Uh, which wide receiver outside the top forty will score the most points this week in half PPR? Garrett. 
sticking with it. Tyler Boyd. Nice. Braden. I wanted to start him with my sleeper, and then I saw that this was a unique award, and I was like, okay, this is good, because I think this is going to be a little dicey. But Rashid Shahid, um, he's my guy. I could see him having a big week. Yeah, Minnesota there. And my pick, Zay Jones at uh, or at home against San Francisco. Um, he's been out for a lot of weeks, but Jacksonville's coming off the bye. I think if he plays, um, he, could, he could just have a monster week. If he's out, I do want to caveat. Um, Nick Westbrook, Akine, tighten up. Wide receiver 69 this week. <laughs> That's my, <as> my backup. <laughs> Perfect. Zay Jones is excellent pick. Oh, thank you. Um, all right, we're, we're, we're getting towards the end here. But uh, as always, before we get into the munchies, we got to do our dank flex plays. Um, we got five rapid-fire matchups, maybe a bonus sixth. Um, that we are going to pick a, a flex player in. Um, so are you boys ready to go through these matchups? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. First off, we got Texans at Bengals. Nico Collins or T. Higgins? Got to go Higgins. Yeah, I'm going to go Higgins. I will also go T. Higgins. Uh, we got 49ers at Jags. Brandon Ayuk or Christian Kirk? I'm going Christian Kirk. I'll go Brandon Ayuk. I will go Brandon Ayuk. Uh, we've got Saints at Vikings. Taysom Hill or Jordan Addison? I'm doing it. I'm going Taysom Hill. <laughs> I'm going to go Jordan Addison. I will go with my QB1, Taysom Hill. <laughs> um, we've got the Titans at Bucks. DeAndre Hopkins or Mike Evans? I like Evans' chances of scoring a touchdown better. Okay, Britton. Yeah, I'm going to go Mike Evans. I'll go with my start of the week, DeAndre Hopkins. And then last one here, we got Broncos at Bills, Cortland Sutton or James Cook? Seems so gross, but I'm going Cortland Sutton. Britton? Yeah, I'm going to go Cortland Sutton as well. I need to make up ground because Britton's dominating the dank flex plays, so I will, I will be the contrarian who goes James Cook. Um, and then this is going to be a bonus point. You know, it, it's all or nothing here. Um, we've got the Giants at Cowboys, uh, the collective Giants wide receiver court, or CD Lamb. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to CD Lamb. Okay. <laughs> CD Lamb out for all six wide receivers combined <sighs> for the Giants. Oh my gosh! Uh, what about um, you, Braden? Yeah, they're probably going to throw it to Saquon if they're going to throw it to anybody. So, yeah, I got to go CD Lamb. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bet. I, someone's got to pick the Giants wide receivers. No, I know. You got it. I believe in you guys. You just have to get like 12 catches for 80 yards and a touchdown or two. And, and that's all you need combined. If, I, think if, I think if you get a touchdown, you can win. Absolutely. Come yeah. on, boys. Pull it just together this week. Tommy DeVito is so bad. Like, are they going to sign anybody else? They have to sign something. They have to do something. <laughs> they, can't, they can't put him out there. <laughs> yeah, if, if Tommy DeVito starts, it's CeeDee Lamb all day. I've, I've got hope that they just sign, I don't know, someone off the street. All right. Um, well, we did it. We made it to the end here. Um, and it's, it's time to get into the munchies. This week, our snack is the Ruffles Double Crunch Honey Mustard flavored chip I, I can't wait for this let's go you guys are pumped i do not like honey mustard but <laughs> i'm i'm willing to try it so oh, i um, can't wait all right here we go initial thoughts anybody um i think that you guys are gonna really like it and i don't need to eat any more of them let's <laughs> <laughs> say you fair. I Here? say, whoa. From the second <laughs> you open this bag and just get the whip of honey mustard coming out of a chip bag. And then the double crunch is phenomenal. The double crunch is noticeable. The, du- the double crunch is there. It's not that strong of a mustard. Um, I think they are excellent. British? Yeah, I... You know, obviously, we're, I'm a honey mustard person. Like, I get honey mustard in my chicken nuggets. Like, I'm, I don't get the barbecue. I don't get the buffalo. I get the honey mustard. But then you add on top of it the double crunch aspect. So, you got the honey mustard, the double crunch. It's ruffles. 
we're a Ruffles basically sponsored pod. I'm loving it. It's yeah, this is this is definitely my cup of tea. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean the texture for sure is a ten out of ten. The double crunch we've been we've been singing its praises. Um, the honey mustards hold me back a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I think that this would be good at a barbecue, like like with a burger or a sloppy Joe or something. Oh man, with a sloppy Joe. <laughs> yeah, with it. a sloppy Joe. Like I think it's fine because yeah, that, that mustard taste isn't like that forward. But when it's all I all I the only flavoring it has right now, I'm like, this is not it. I would not go out of my way to eat this as a, as a mustard avoider. Let me ask you: if you had some nice like daisy sour cream in front of you to to counteract the mustardy taste, that a little little creaminess. I would need all mustard flavor gone <laughs> to, to make that. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I do like that it's a more like it's almost like a horseradishy mustard than like a it sweet is. mustard. It is, yeah, yeah. So I like I like that especially. Um. All right. Are you guys ready to give it a score? <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'm letting Braden go first on this one. Okay. <sighs> okay. So last week I went a little low on the Doritos Flavas. By the way, I realized after the fact I actually loved them. Yeah, but now I, I feel like I'm going to be obscenely high on this one. <laughs> Because <laughs> I really like it. Um, I'm going to go a 9.8. <laughs> and I don't even know why I'm not doing a 10 at this point. But I, I probably should. But I'm just going to do a 9.8. <laughs> I do not think that you are obscenely high. I, I, I think I am right there with you. I think 9.8 is a great score. And that's what I'm going to give. Okay, you guys give it a nine and a nine eight. I don't want to influence the score so much that this drops, you know, too low as an average. Um, no, you can be honest. It's okay. I love the double crunch. You know, when the when the flavoring isn't that strong, it's it's a great chip. But then the flavor comes through, and then I'm like, nah, this is like a four and a half for me. I'm like a four point five. <laughs> So that gives us an average score of of 8.0, which I think I can live with that. But I know that you guys absolutely love it. Incredible. It's definitely a taste thing. That's one of those things. Are you a honey mustard person? Are you not? I get it. All right. I got to ask. I mean, if you guys are are down to do a little Vikings talk. Of course. absolutely. I mean, we've had just (laughs) – Crazy games. Chomping at the bit to <laughs> talk some Vikings. Yeah, um, I mean, what an incredibly fun game to watch. Watching a team win football games that they shouldn't or, I don't know, that are just hard fought. It's just fun when the team you're rooting for wins. And the Vikes are on a four-game winning streak now. And Josh Dobbs was able to pull off an insane comeback. It was fourth and seven with like 50 seconds to go. And he escapes a sack, a surefire sack and runs for the first down. And then, then he throws the game when he touched up. So yeah, high hopes right now. Everyone talks about the Vikings cakewalk schedule these next four weeks. I think the saints here is a, is maybe a trap game, but even the next three after that, they are, should be the favorites. So I'm excited. I think saints are definitely a trap game. Um, but I, I like Dobbs and I like, I like our coach. I mean, here we are, Kevin O'Connell, Joshua Dobbs, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson. The offense is still there. Like Dobbs can do this. We needed a running quarterback this whole time. And now we got one and we can see what this does for our offense. I'm all about it. Hopes are high. No better story than Dobbs in the NFL right now. I'm all about it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, and then on top of that, what made me super excited was Jaron Hall. On those first two drives, he looked great. I mean, you know, obviously he very small sample, but he I mean, he looked like he could run the offense. And suddenly it's like we got Dobbs, we got Jaron Hall, and then, I mean, I've been the one that's been tooting Nick Mullen's horn, but I'm like, we got three legitimate quarterbacks to me that can actually run the offense. And, I mean, obviously they're not elite, but, like, I feel like we have a lot of depth right now of solid backup options. If one doesn't start working out, then you can bounce to the other one. Well, Hall and Mullins are out this week. So if Dobbs goes down, it's auto loss. <laughs> um, We're screwed. 
But um, no, I, I do think that we've got backup quarterbacks that can come in and not lose you weeks, which is all you can ever hope for when your starter goes down. Um, I like Dobbs's upside with his, you know, rushing ability, escaping the pocket. That's something that we've just begged for as Vikings fans for, I don't know, the last 12 years as it's just become necessary for elite quarterbacks to have that ability to scramble and, and extend plays. So yeah, I, I don't have much else to say other than do you think um, the Vikings win if Jefferson plays and they lose if he doesn't? Not necessarily. I, I don't think that he's going to impact the game like that, even though it is Justin Jefferson just in this first game with Dobbs. I think the ball's still going to be spread around. It's not going to be heavily focused on JJ first game back. And I'm going to predict we win either way, but it wouldn't be a surprising loss. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous about this matchup. Um, you know, the Saints, Saints defense is really tough. Um, tougher, I think, than Atlanta. But I, I still, yeah, project that we win. But like you said, um, I think we can still pull it off without Jefferson. But I'm also, you know, I'm worried about that trap game. Being a Vikings fan, don't want to get my hopes up too high and get hurt. But I think we can still squeeze it out. But, yeah, it's... It's 50-50 at this point to me, honestly. Yeah. I'm I'm I think Jefferson is the X factor. I think if he goes this week, we win. If he doesn't, we lose. Um it's gonna be nice that we're playing at home so Josh Dobbs can hear the play calls a little bit more clearly and not have to worry about the crowd noise. Um <clears throat> so yeah, I sky's the limit. Let's let's go win the north. Oh, <laughs> love it. Oh. Man. Cool. Um, anything else this week, fellas? I mean, we didn't talk about it enough. Dude, what is going on with Taysom Hill? He is <laughs> he's, he's the number one in that offense. He gets he the is. most rushing attempts, the most rushing yards. He is the red zone quarterback slash focus. Like, if they're in the red zone at the five-yard line or closer, Taysom Hill's getting the ball one way or another. He's either going to play quarterback, run with the D-tackle, or catch passes, and it's crazy that this is what we've come to. Yeah, he's he's a must-start tight end until proven otherwise. That's crazy, and the guy's like, how is he? He doesn't seem like he should be should be the athletic specimen he is. Yeah, you know, he's just like this big, tall white dude that's like a quarterback tight end, and then he just he's like, he's, he just he's does like it every single Derrick Henry of white dudes, just like yeah. out there <laughs> dominating. <laughs> And he's 30, 30 years 30, old. Three years old. <laughs> he's so old. It's like, what? It's an absolute Wild. anomaly. Um, Great story. We, we've never yeah. seen consistency before. <laughs> Let's get it now. Ooh, I've got one other thing I wanted to plug here. I don't have anything written down, but um, I was having a, a discussion with some friends this weekend um, about <laughs> if you could win a fight against any NFL player. And we came to the conclusion that we, we could not one-on-one probably beat any single <laughs> NFL player that we could think of. Um, I mean, immediately it comes to mind is kicker and punter. Yeah. I, I, looked I, up I don't, Greg, I don't like my odds with either. Greg Joseph is like six one one ninety, and you know, that dude works out. And then I think our, our punter, Ryan Locke, he's like six foot 50. <laughs> <laughs> I think the punter for the saints is actually or the so kicker Blake the kicker Luke. the kicker for the saints yeah this out. he's five foot six or five foot seven 156 pounds i was like guys let's all go and beat up blake groupie the saints kicker guys the twin credible podcast join the pod <laughs> whoa welcome ladies uh, i think yeah we've just got live listeners i'm not going to give them any mic control since we're uh we're about to log off here <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, though. The incredible outro. Yeah. Well, I uh, appreciate the, the the kind words in the chat. Y'all are great. Uh, we agree. The Twin Credible podcast. Go check it out. Um, they've uh, they've got a lot of good stuff on the uh, the Incredible podcast network. Um, I've got a very chunky baby. I've uh, been thinking about starting up the Chin Credible podcast for him. Because <laughs> he's got about a double or triple chin right now, so <laughs> we could be extending the network. <laughs> That's gonna be um, the number one in the whole network. 
truly looking forward to it in the future i'll be a avid here listener first. don't you worry appreciate that and uh until next week uh later dudes later dudes later dudes